Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. You can find us every week in our garages or our home studios, cracking beers, and clicking names. Cheers. Welcome to another edition. Cheers. All right. Let's see. What do I have on tap for today? Welcome. If you're new here, here we are. We're just friends. We're not <laughs> we just chat about the DK pricing for each PGA Tour event. We play for a dollar on DraftKings, so you might want to take our advice with a grain of salt. We're playing for $20. We're not losing a lot. We're losing a little. Because this is gambling. <laughs> the Fancy Golf Pod is our name, and we do provide information each week on fantasy golf stuff. We try not to waste your time reviewing last week or going over the course. You already know that. If you're listening to this, watching this, if you found this, you need a little more. You want ownership projections. We get those from our friends at Fanshare Sports at FantasyNational.com websites. If you were to pay for something, maybe pay for those advice sites, not the ones that tell you who to pick. Because especially in golf, it's too variant. Nobody knows anything. Roulette. Human dice. Names. <laughs> Should we get to the names, Eric? That's what we like to do. We like to get right to the names. We don't have a listener league to go over anything like that. <laughs> Uh, this is a juicy field, a juicy Shriners hospital open. Uh, that's interesting considering it's normally one of the worst fields of the year, but COVID masters coming. People are here. People are warming up and at the tippity tip top, dude, you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, he leads us off at $11,800. Oh, my goodness. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm sharing my screen of the DraftKings pricing. So it's easy for you to follow along with us as we go through it. We're going to go through the 11, 9, 8, 7, 6K. Give you some values. Talk about how we're building. That's how we run down the row here. And it starts with the 10K and above names, and there's four. But now there's three because Tony Finau is bye bye. So we got Bryson, Webb, Cantley. Are you going to eat the top of the board here with Bryson DeChambeau coming off of a win at the U.S. Open? Played one of the best U.S. Opens in the history of U.S. Opens, probably. Yeah, that was amazing to watch. And then now here we have him at his first birdie fest in a while, right? You can bang the driver and he's won here, didn't he? Two years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Between him and Webb. I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, and this is an interesting. Can't lay. Yeah. I, mean, I know. That's the trio of people maybe. Right. I just is think this that, like Wyndham or is this like one of those courses where the same guys just do well and they always do well. Are we, a, are we a fool if we ignore these three names? I think the eleven the eleven eight price take on Bryson is pretty steep. 
I mean, you have to, you're left with like 7,600 average after that. I mean, the, the builds become a little, you know, I, I want to, you know, we want some of these guys in the nine K range. And when you, when you put them with Bryson, it, it, it makes for an awkward build in my, in my opinion, from what I was doing. So I love Bryson. <laughs> I love it. I mean, like I'm a sucker for these types of situations because it's like, Oh, look, he just won. He did all everything great. He's going to do it again, right? At a place that he's won at before. Like the, I hate these situations where it's like everything's setting up perfectly for him to what? Win again? No, it's, it's impossible for these guys to win again. But maybe he gets third and you do need him still. I don't know. Like this is where I just get too galaxy brained and I go 50% of Bryson and he gets like 30th or something and I'm fucked. Totally. Or you were last year picking what? Brooks Kepka actually to win? Remember? And he was oh, the yeah. top sounds like something like I would do. And he it missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reviewing yeah, those yeah. notes because yeah. I have a year's worth of notes now. And you had Brooks for the value play. And I was making fun <laughs> of you because he was the top price guy. So don't use Bryson as the value this week. No, you could not. look at who's now. Okay. It might, or you might, it might depend on who's the most popular. And I looked at these numbers before with Tony withdrew. So I'm not, totally positive where Tony's 16% is going to fall, probably make all these numbers a little bit higher and all the guys are up a little bit higher naturally. But Webb Simpson is the top owned name projected at 19.3% Webb Simpson. And then you have Patrick Cantley right there at 17.8. So not too far behind 1.5 and then Bryson 17.4. So there's going to be ownership on these three names. It's not like you're going to choose one and have leverage. What you got to do then, Eric, maybe is fade them and to take the nine K names where you'll see there's some more sporadic ownership in the nine K range. Let's look at who is in that range. The top of it is Hideki Matsuyama, and you have Colin Morikawa, major champion, Harris English, Matt Wolf, Jason Day, Scotty Scheffler, Sung Jay, Paul Casey. Last week's winner, Sergio, and then Ricky Fowler, dude. These are names. So what's the difference between these names and the names at the top? Where you're paying more and you got ownership. Like, well, that makes no sense, right? So pivot off those names. I'm going to fade the top names, of course. <laughs> I love it. I love getting savings. I love letting people pick somebody – Pricing's an illusion, thinking that they're safe because they're $11,800 and it's going to be okay to pick them because you're going to get an automatic good score from Bryson. This is not football. This is not basketball. You can pick LeBron James every night, and it's, you're going to get the same results. Bryson is not that way. No, he's not. And you're right. The, 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 the difference in – the talent is all just amazing from, from – down into this 9k range you're right you're absolutely right and don't forget to just because you know you've got you know bryson webb cantley hideki kawa english wolf that's not what the leaderboard's going to look like on sunday afternoon it's not going to be one two three four five six seven like that it just it, it never is and it always feels like it should be because look at what they've done but it's not so yeah fading the 10k range i think is a completely fine thing to do this week you could start your lineups in the 9K range and you could start it with the most popular guy and it wouldn't matter because it'll be a little bit different. You're going to make a different lineup by starting with the chalk of the week, Matt Wolf, $9,600. I'm tempted to go all in on Matt Wolf. I love Matt Wolf. He fits here. I'm betting him. So is Joe. Oh, it's a Wolf week, Wolf pack. 
Hello, my favorite guy. Let's do it. You like him? Are you going to eat the wolf chalk? Yeah, I, well, I want to look back here. Wasn't the 3M open? That's got to be bent grass. That was in Minnesota, right? Yeah. So there well, you and go. And Bryson's good there. And, he, and he's, you know, Bryson's – wherever Bryson's good at, maybe Matty Wolf might be good at. So Right, so pair them together, and then what do you have left? Those the problem. You get – No, 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 you don't do them block. together. I'm just saying that if you've seen Bryson <laughs> perform well here, you could see Matt Wolf perform well here. So let's go. Um, it feels like, though, he is the industry darling. And how has that worked out for us recently with like Burns last week? I mean, a bunch of times recently, like – EVR at the 3M Open where everybody likes him, everybody's betting him, it's a good price, la-da-da, and he just busts in your face badly. So, But at the same time, post-COVID, pre-COVID a little bit, we had some chalk hit. And you've – there was a run there that chalk was hitting and you were not hitting. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I was getting contrarian for some reason. That was stupid. Right as chalk was hitting. So whatever, it happens. Don't think like, oh, he's chalk, so it won't happen. It's like, no. Try some chalk. It's good sometimes. Uh, also popular, I mean, Wolf projecting over 20%. Now, pre-Tony withdraw, he was the only guy projecting over 20%. But I could see Webb reaching that now. Maybe mm-hmm. Webb even overtakes Wolf as the chalk of the week. Right behind Wolf in terms of what could be chalk of the week is Morikawa at $9,800. Morikawa, $9,800. Please and thank you. I'm getting in. I'm putting all that chalk on the plate this week of Wolf Morikawa. I've heard Mayo say it. He's betting both those guys. I mean, that's just obvious thought because they're good players and they're $9,800 and $9,600. So, yeah, put them on the plate. Let me dig into that. Gobble it all up. I love them. Dude. Of course. You love Morikawa, don't you? Love Kawa, love English, love Wolf, love Scheffler, love M, love – well, I even love a little Casey, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, let's not get off of Morikawa yet because I <laughs> wanted you to talk about how much you love Morikawa for the reason that he lives eight minutes away from the course. Oh, that's right. God, he what a joy He is waking that. up with his own pillow, dude. It's great. That's got to be such a huge difference for them mentally. Right? Totally, and it's not the same as it as it was where they're asking, they're getting asked for tickets, and where's the place to eat, and where's the place to party, and come meet up with show me. me around, and let right. me get hooked up, and hook me up, and show me here, and show me there, and no, no, not this year, COVID twenty twenty, you got a free and easy course full, you know, with, of trees and nobody. Well, there's no trees here, but or not as many trees, but yeah, there's no fans. Okay, so bothering you. Comfortable Colin is what I was talking about here. <laughs> Cat, comfortable Colin at this place right now. TV's on. His caddy is also from out there, for, and he's lived there forever. I listened to the interview. Loves it. He's ready. Comfortable Colin. He's going to be going into the next couple weeks playing what is like his West Coast swing. He's got the Vegas events where he's close, and then he's got another California event before leading up to the Masters. Boom, he's ready. He's comfortable. He's feeling good. He called a, a home event. And I, huh. know, that's what he said. He said, I'm like excited for a home event. Well, how'd that work out last year? He was here in a home event and to finish T47. But I will say, he did say he feels more comfortable. He's comfortable calling this year as he wasn't as, he didn't feel as at home yet 
And now, I mean, the kid's only 22 years old or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's lived here for a year. Now he's fully comfortable. Comfortable column this week. He's going to go for it. He's over 15%. He's going to be a comfortable chalk column, maybe too. So maybe too comfortable? Maybe a look-ahead spot because you would rather win next week? I don't know. Scotty well, com- Scheffler. Go ahead. What? Comfortable Collins also up a few million bucks from last year. So I'm sure that helps with his comfortability factor as well. So that's well done. Yeah, exactly. Scheffler, uh, 15% owned. Let's talk about the least popular names. And those are the ones you wanted me to get to, or the ones that nobody wants. And the one that nobody wants won last week. $9,100 Sergio Garcia is only at 5% ownership. But he just won. Putting with his eyes closed. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if he puts with his eyes open this week. He could win by 10. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. I'm not clicking him, though. Fuck that. Sergio, he blew it last week. Eric, there is no thing. How long is this candle going to burn? Is You know, you want guys that are in hot form, but you're not sure. Did the burnout or is the candle continuing? Is there enough wax there to get through next week? Or is it a situation where Zal Torres burnt it all out and then he needs a new candle? I don't know. Uh, Jason Day, 7%. Paul Casey, 9.5%. Fowler, 10 M, 11 So you want me to talk about Jason Day and Paul Casey? You know, yeah, I do, I do want you to talk about them. Uh, they're not wanted. Which is, yeah, interesting. I mean, not wanted relative to whatever else, not chalk. I mean, 7 and 9%. They could end up 11 and 8. Nobody knows really, or 5 and 10. I mean, like, that's the projected ownership. People are smart now, though, Eric, because they're realizing these are the type of players that, you you know, they should be good, but then they also sometimes don't show up. So Jason Day enters it, like, out of an obligation to be here at the Shriners. Do you know, Eric, you have to play every four years at a place? So he's checking the box, getting this done. You know, same with Louis. Like, I was nervous about clicking these names because they are one bad couple of holes away from saying fuck it and leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Withdrawing and pretending they're backers because they have these reputations. So the tour's like, oh, another week where Day's back. It's acting up. feel bad for the guy. Even though he's faking it. So, I'm not sure. Paul Casey, like, he died. He, you know, does he want to grind the Shriners? Probably not. I don't know. But he is trying to maybe ramp up for the Masters. So, maybe these are just reps. And he'll blast driver every time. Or he'll pretend he's on certain holes at Augusta. Uh, so, I don't know. I would personally rather get off of those names and get on to even if they're popular the other names that have talent have shown it and are good I don't know. Well, and maybe motivated all, uh, let me say a couple of things here real quick <laughs> i i agree i agree i agree with you actually that 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 the fact that we have no uh shriners open history for some of these dudes it's like yeah why it's always the question that uh cecil's why are they here <laughs> Because they want to compete in a golf tournament is a good point that he, he made. And why wouldn't – I mean, this this is an easy course. It's one of the easiest courses on tour. They can come here and just slap the ball around and make birdies like it's nothing. And, yeah, you're right. There's a risk 
of them, you know, getting a couple bogeys going and then they say fuck it and, and, and bag it or whatever. I mean, someone like Sergio, he hasn't won in, in what, three years it was since the Masters, 2017, I think, 16? Uh, I don't know. He's, feel, he's feeling something right now. I mean, he's, he's kind of been bad. I mean, think about the – don't forget about all the shit that we've seen of him, his frustrations, destroying greens and bunkers and shit. And then here he is now, finally actually, like, putting everything together. He could come to this course and just destroy this again, too. And he's at 5%. I'll take two shares. Right. I don't know. You might as well add that to your player pool if you're yeah, or just add another player to your player pool. Don't be so scared and don't be so stringent and need to pare it down. I'm a I'm an idiot. I should have had Cam Davis and I should have had Sergio last week and I feel like an idiot. Yeah. I mean I had twenty seven names and I don't get them. Like I'm a fool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm better. <laughs> All right, Eric. It's time to maybe the 8k range my friend because it starts with a $8,900 jason snorting the coke crack and then you got j uh, louis usti answer nah last year's winner who won in a miraculously weird way yeah for multiple reasons including had a triple bogey on the final round but overcame it somehow uh, Zach Johnson, Henley Zalatoris, Cameron Davis, Yoki Neiman, and Brian Harmon. Keegan, last week's guy, kind of. AK range, dude. This is some juicy names. My favorite. Hey, Eric, I don't know if we should get into this yet, but I think I have a strategy going forward. Can we wait? Talk about strategy and strategy section of the pod. Or reveal it now, whatever you're feeling, time-wise. <laughs> the strategy section of the podcast appears at the end where we're done with the names. So let's just talk about the most popular. But, yeah, I have an idea about names, and it includes Neiman. But whatever. Here we go. Most popular names. Now, again, chalk, 13%. No, but Cameron Davis is 13% owned, projected at $8,200. Neiman, $8,100, right there too, at about 13. But Neiman's only at 13 because I put him at 18 because I think Neiman's going to be really popular. I don't understand why somebody, you know, there's a couple of websites out there that don't like him as much as I do. But either way, those are the two most popular names. There's no one really that popular if those are the two at 13. What are you doing here? I think there's some just egregiously overpriced names here. Uh, Kevin Na being one. Yes, of course, he won last year, and that's fine. He's defending champion, uh, but he lost. I think then he lose strokes overall, but just the putter. It was the it was all the putter. No, so, he, didn't have, yeah. he didn't gain any tee to green. Didn't gain any tee to green, Some, but somehow won a tournament. Like, that's insane. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. And then eight thousand dollar keegan bradley i just i looked at that and i said what the fuck well you're talking about the the pivot and the least popular both those names so of course yeah, yeah. you I saw those, those names and you realize like those are stupid bad. Names. those would be bad pivots <laughs> yeah, so don't maybe do those but well the last time that keegan won actually eric was on bent grass where he gained 9.8 strokes putting <laughs> like one tournament keegan bradley in a playoff event, actually, the BMW Championship in 2018 gained 10 strokes putting. It's ridiculous. Last week, he gained three. He finished fourth. 
He hadn't gained with his putter, though, since June. Do you believe in it or not? Because before last week's fourth, he was MC, MC, T29, MC, T52, T68. Those are not good results. In fact, he hasn't followed up a top 10 with another top 10 since last time Sergio won a tournament, June of 2017. (laughs) So do you think he's going to back up his top 10 and now he's at 8,000? So fuck that. Pivots, the ones that you should click on because nobody wants – well, nobody really wants anyone, but it's honestly answer. He's here and not really wanted. Maybe he's too high price. You don't trust him as much as you used to, but he's been known to perform in hot weather, and it's supposed to be warm. A little windy, but warm. Hot weather. That- <laughs> oh, you're going to go with stats, Eric, over like his caddy saying he likes it when it's hot? I prefer it when it's hot. You think I want to play it when it's not hot? Of course. It's better when it's hot. <laughs> Most people do. Zalatoris isn't wanted, even though, whatever, we knew he would be tired last week. And what happened? He missed the cut. And I think it actually was a good thing that Zalatoris did not play the weekend because he was able to get some rest, get some uh, relaxation with his recharge the old battery. And now he's here and not wanted. Do you want Zalatoris? Yeah, and you get him at one of the easiest courses that the tour plays at. And I'm not – hugely familiar with the courses that they play on the corn Ferry tour, but I would imagine they're not able to find super hard courses. So they're probably playing, you know, these resort style courses. So this is fantastic opportunity for Zalatoris and we can get him a diminished price. I loved him last week, even though I knew it was a mistake. I knew he'd said he was tired after what had happened the previous week. So I'm going to get right back on. And that's part of the strategy that we are adopting is don't stop riding some of these guys just because they missed the cut. Right. Yeah. Missing missing the cut can sometimes be a good thing for these people. Right. You might not think that, but like, oh, he missed the cut. Let's might be better than a T sixty five where he got tired and worse and has bad swing thoughts over the weekend. He's able to practice exactly what he needed to practice. We talk about this all the time. Like, amnesia is truly the best strategy for PGA golf DFS. Like. Have amnesia. Pretend like you were in a coma and you wake up and you see the pricing and you're like, why is this guy this way? Why is that guy that way? And then don't, I mean, not full on amnesia. Like you've never remembered anything like, you know, like I've never heard of Zalatoris, but like enough amnesia to be like, wait, Zalatoris, everyone that everybody thought was going to be really good doesn't want it anymore. Maybe I should go for that because that, Today doesn't make sense because nine days ago it was a really good idea. So it's like, it hurts my brain sometimes. All right. Yeah. Brian Harmon too, not wanted. And he's good. He's made seven cuts in a row and he was T18 last year. So Brian Harmon is another possible low owned pivot in the 8K range. It's great. This week's full of names and there's, they continue into the 7K range. I love the 7K range. It's great. Oh, it starts with the doc. Doctors in. He's at seventy nine hundred dollars. Uh, Munoz, Cam Smith, Hoffman. He's a Vegas guy. Danny McCarthy, Post, and who was there last week? Champ, Kuchar, Siwoo, HV three, Wise, Burns, Palmer, Snedeker. Oh, Lantos here, Chez, Stuart Sink. One couple weeks ago, Dylan Fortelli was the guy last week, but then kind of failed everybody. Steele, ooh, Rio. Oh my gosh, CH three, Ben on, Joel Damon. Oh wow, Hadwin, Ventura, Han, our guy. Oh, Strillman, Brez, List. Everybody's here. Oh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and don't forget Sabatini. Oh yeah, Sabs, <laughs> real Rory. 
What are you going to do <laughs> with the most popular name, the $7,900 Doc Redmond? Why is he $7,900? The mispriced. Right. Or I mean, it- I think – so here, here's, a, here's a fun fact, it seems to me, is that <laughs> – Ben on is seventy one hundred, and he was ten k something. And Doctor Evans seventy nine hundred this week, and he was what like in the eights last week. Ninety eight. Like just yeah, he was crazy too. Doc was. It. Yeah, but this is just funny to see how the pricing will fluctuate. But Doc's good, right? I mean, he's fourteenth in my super simple model that I make every single week, which is just are they playing well over the last thirty days, and what kind of course history do they have, and. He's he's up there and at seventy and hundred, that's a that's a nice price for a guy that you can pretty well expect. You know, it's PGA tour golf, so you can't expect these guys to continue to make the cut, but there's there's a pretty good chance. And at seventy nine hundred, he makes the cut. He's got some upside. Love Doc Redman and fuck his uh ownership. I don't care. Dude, it's not even that high. It's eighteen percent. So it's like not like it's like egregious. Yeah, Not you're going to have burn shocks with him, and then you're going to be digging down low here or there or whatever with people. Dude, an all-in on Doc Redman is not a terrible idea, considering no. like he could finish T21, yeah. T11, T21. That's what he did out of COVID, or he could be 20, T29. That's what he did at a major, boys and girls. Or the ceiling? T3 at Wyndham, third at Safeway, T28 last week? He's the 28th-priced golfer, basically. And he's 28 last week. Like, that's all he needs to do. He needs to pay off his price. And he will. And so, therefore, I might go all in on Doc Redman. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to talk to you about strategy and what I'm going to do. But let's keep talking about the popular plays in the 7K range. And it continues. $7,700 with Denny McCarthy is wanted at 13%. Wow. Mm. Uh, people are clicking Ace Ventura, Christopher, Christopher, Chris, $7,100. Ventura. Ventura. <laughs> yes, Satan. Uh, <laughs> 70, oh, excuse me. I thought you were somebody else. $7,500 HV3. He's wanted. Siwoo Kim is wanted. Charlie Hoffman, a UNLV guy, is wanted. But I'm not wanting those guys. I don't want Hoffman. I tried. I was like, oh, Hoffman week. Huh? Hoffman week, maybe. Because people were on him last week that are experts and like playing decently coming in so i was like oh yeah hoffman this could be an eat the hoffman chalk but then i'm like damn he kind of putted too well he's been saving himself in weird ways ah, i don't know i think letdown spot for charlie hoffman i could be wrong though you i i'm i'm on on board with the uh, letdown spot with anybody that that puts that well you know my favorite play in this range do you want to know who it is hmm. you're gonna laugh too stewart sink what why Here's here's my reason why. Okay, he, he's he's one of the more mature golfers of this of this of this range right now. Old man. Okay, he wins. What does he do instead of going out the next week and trying to play like Sergio is? He took the week off. Guess what he did the following week when he came back? Twelfth. Okay, and he couldn't putt. Dude, guy couldn't putt, and he got twelfth. The guy is on fire with everything, and it's just a matter. Yes, this is a, this is he's a jerk. He's a total dick. You know why? Who? Stuart Sink is a dick. He he fired his son. I oh, I did see that. That's true. He's, he's gonna have bad karma. He didn't fire his son. He just told him <laughs> like thanks. Probably didn't fire for helping. Him. No, I know. Thanks for helping. Yeah. That's I not gonna. We won. Yeah. That's not gonna matter. I well, now think. he's got a little added motivation to maybe play decently, so it doesn't look like 
he's playing bad because he, there's he a needs his, he needs his son as his caddy. Right. Not doubtful. No, <laughs> it's a good narrative to get off of the Stewart thing. <laughs> okay, well, you 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 ride that narrative, and I'll I'll, I'll join. He's the, not I'm wanted, on. dude. So that is weird for you, chalk donkey guy, and not want him and not want Seawood yeah. or something like that. But at the same time, least popular Sabatini, James Hahn, our guy. He's not love wanted. Uh, I love Han too. Is he back for 7K? It seems stupidly expensive for James. It's not a price we're used to seeing him at, but we haven't really been seeing him a whole lot. And we don't really know what what happened at Corrales Punta Cana is what I'd like to know. I mean, he gained a bunch of strokes at putting at the Safeway, which is, you know, but then he backed it up with even better, you know, performance, sixth place at Corrales, but we just don't have the, the uh, shot. <laughs> tracker um so i don't know but well, who cares he's made four cuts here in a row he likes it here right should we dude should we tell the han story tell the quick? han story yes do it okay quick. real quick han once tweeted at a fan or about a fan yeah it was a couple years ago we just started this whole thing and he was tweeting about how a fan yelled or clapped or made noise in his backswing and cost him bigly in the match play so it was bad news bears for James Hahn, and he was on Twitter maybe uh, waiting for his flight on like a Saturday morning or something. It's March of 2018, I believe. It was a couple months after I just started Twitter. So I'm on Twitter trying to tweet to gain attention, and I see this story from Hahn about how he's complaining. I'm like, dude, you are a sore loser. <laughs> That's all. And then he responded. and was like, you're a loser, because you don't have any followers on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Wow, that's mean. But at the same time, what are you talking about? I have, like, 46, man. And I just started this thing. Or we had, like, 50. I don't remember. Yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, on. can't believe you even responded to me. Like, get a freaking life, dude. So I go, on. <laughs> and then he was like, he, maybe he found that funny or it was something that uh, was not expected or he thought I would be triggered by his response and I wasn't. So he followed me back and he said, this is the best day of my life or whatever. He's like, Hey, hashtag best day ever. 59th follower. I'm James Hahn. I'm cool. So that was it. We were on. It was like, Oh man, I I'll take this content and run. James Hahn is tweeting at us and I'm an hour on Han every week from that point on. And we were making Han content. And we were loving James Hahn. And then he died poorly. He was bad. He kept missing cuts, meddling. And he blamed us, Eric. <laughs> Remember, he tweeted it to the public. Yep. James Hahn tweeted, I'm sorry, Fantasy Golf Pod. I'm breaking up with you and unfollowing you because ever since we became friends, I've been bad <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. First of all, who the fuck are we? We're nobody. We're literally nobody. We are yeah. still nobody. We weren't no anybody then at all. And then he's like wasting his time tweeting about how it's a breakup or whatever. I'm like, just unfollow us, bro. Like, what if, What the fuck? So that was weird. So he blamed our relationship. And it turns out, well, you know, athletes are idiots. And so that's what happened. And uh, now, okay, what else happened? So fast forward to August and James, you know, is seeing our viral video of Joel or no, not Joel Damon, of Bryson that Joel Damon yep. told his tweet about. And Han's like, holy crap, I know you guys. 
let's be friends again. Yeah, let's follow back. <laughs> and then how he follows us. So. Oh, my God, that's funny. Long story short, Han helped bring attention to the pod early on on Twitter, and that helped us a little bit maybe. I mean, I remember at the time I was like, 36 people watched the pod? What the fuck? It's because of Han. <laughs> and we thought it was a big deal because like 30 people watched, and normally we got like 11 views. And two of them were me and you. Yeah. Anyway, back to the 7K range. Sorry to waste your time with the James Hahn story, but click James Hahn at $7,000. He's back. Hell yeah. Sure. And he likes Bent the least. Or he, it's the he's, least. He's bad. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fratelli, not wanted. Let's go. Not one. Fratelli. Last week, everyone was betting on Dylan Fratelli, and now he sucks. All right. Oh, he's going to be good. Yeah, probably. And then Sabatini, Grio, and Chez. Chez, maybe do that. Those are like some of the GPP plays. Mm-hmm. Who else? Your guy Sink, Cameron Smith. I like him. So those consider those as not glamorous or fun, maybe, but could provide you leverage. Aaron Wise was good last week at Sanderson. And I know you're not an Aaron Wise clicker. You said you're never going to click him ever again. But, I mean – the putter helped him out quite a bit, but he does like it here at Shriners. Uh, miscut last year, but otherwise... Are you going to click Aaron Wise? I will, for the sake He's of the He's going to be 10% owned, at least. He'll probably, be, owned? he'll probably be the most popular name. just because. He's Why so is he wanted? That's bizarre. I know. Joe asked me about him on the Preferred Lines podcast. I do a podcast on Monday nights about betting on golf. You can find that on iTunes or YouTube. And Joe, I don't eat at tour picks on Twitter. And I talked about that name. So go look that up. 6K names. My goodness. What a range this week. It is nice, dude. Gives me some confidence to go down here and use some 9K names and combine them. Because you got like Shank here who makes cuts. Higgs is a guy. Norlander, Tringali. These are our names. Hoagie. Gooch. Rogers. Oh my gosh, Max Homa's here? Hadley? Molinari? Holy yeah. shit. He still <laughs> plays golf? They let him on the tour? He hasn't I played think. forever since February. My he lives in California now. He might have played, but he Congrats. withdrew or something. But he's bad, so don't do that. Do you have any names? Oh, should we look at the popular ones? I said it. Shank, Norlander, Neesmith? Huh? Weird. What about your guy McNeely? Where is he at? People like him, but I think he putted way too well. Can you back up 11 strokes skein putting? Oh, boy. Yeah, no. I've seen people bet him. I saw Jason Sobel, the guy we had on as a guest at the Preferred Line Spots, a straight-up hashtag real expert. He uh, likes him because he putted so well. I don't understand. And then, Joe, I liked um, Chapel because he putted at eight, gained nine Chapel. strokes putting. If you gain nine strokes putting, dude, we've done this long enough to know. We've used to do that. We used to be like, Joe Damon's going to win this week. And it's like, look at his finishes. And they're all led by his putter. And then, and then like, the droobies of the world, the nerds, are like, excuse me, um, have you checked this spreadsheet on uh, Donald Joe Damon? He is not very good. And um, probably have a letdown <laughs> week. You're like, no way, man. Fuck your stats, bro. Uh, putting, no, don't worry about it. And then he's terrible because you leave. Right. Uh, Taylor, 
Gooch spotted? What? You want more to talk about that? Oh, you know, you just said literally that's the, that might be the only stat that matters. Did they putt good or bad? Right. Because they could always hit irons. Or they have ga- parts of their games that carry them. That's why they're on the freaking tour. It's all a putting contest every week. It literally right. is. It so really is. And you have no idea who's going to putt well. Like last year, Kevin Knopp, fucking 14 strokes game putting. Like, who knows? One, someone could do that again this week. And Bryson doesn't even practice putting, he said. <laughs> but he's the best, so it's weird. Right. Okay. All right. So, unlike the 7K range, this range is maybe some to fade the popular names. Maybe the fade the popular, like Gordon or Hadley or McCumber. Those are weird. Or fade Tringali or Gooch this week, maybe. I don't know. They're not fadeable percentages, though. These are like 3 4%. So, it's like, the fuck am I talking about? Don't do that. But there are pivots, Eric, and we talked about Scott Piercy before on this podcast about how no one likes him, so he's low-owned. And he's a Vegas guy, wants to regain his name after being a total idiot on Instagram a few months ago and being a bigot. He has no sponsorships anymore, so Scott Piercy's looking for a performance, maybe. Uh, guy that missed the cut last week, Patrick Rogers, he likes the grass. Nobody wants him, needed a break. A guy missing the cut. Click him. Same with Mark Hubbard. Hubba Hubbard. Missed the cut? Hubba. Go back. Don't be afraid. Lots of talent there. But a guy I really like this week for, like, a lot of reasons, sentimental reasons, 6,300 Camilo Vijegas. Dude, the narratives are there. The game is maybe there. Gain the most strokes or almost the most strokes approach to green last week at the event that he was at and was terrible with the putter. Plus – Camilo at 6,300 is playing with a heavy heart in July. His 22 month old daughter, Mia, died from cancer. Can you fucking imagine? I don't know how he's playing. 22 yeah. months, dude? I'm, I'm 10 months into my life of my daughter. And like, you can't tell me that in 12 months from now, that thing, my every vision, oh my God, I can't even tell you. Like, that would just yeah. ruin me for life for sure. So he's here. He's playing. Maybe it's helpful distraction so get him a win good god he's got angels on his shoulders we've seen this happen before with nate lashley we know his parents died in a plane crash and then what he won and it was great it's magical it was fun so 6300 what does he have to do he has to make the cut click a couple shares of him who knows we've seen sink swaffer sergio they've lifted trophies why not camilo vijagas he said it too i have sent you that article all i need to do a little work with the putting, keep the rest of the game the same, and it'll be on in Vegas next week. I like that confidence. Love that a lot. Love that a lot. What are your 6K names? I got one more. Uh, some of the usual suspects. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> is is <laughs> Tyler McCumber for some reason. Look at these finishes that we're getting from this guy. A two and a six. Right. I know. And right before the two, he was like 6,300. And when DraftKings puts a guy at 6,300, you, your brain says, don't click him. There's something wrong with this guy. And like, right. I'm like, oh, my God, I like Tyler McCumber. And I didn't click him. And then I'm like, oh, I missed this week. Ah, screw him. Yes. Yeah. And then he was good again. So what are you going to do? Are you going to get on the train? Eric, this is a bad idea, actually. This is – you're right. You missed – Yeah, playing in a harder field. I already had his two good finishes. Did he – did his candle burn out? Playing on grass, he doesn't like. 
Way go to too- Tyler McCumber and just be happy if he does well for him. But like that isn't the <laughs> name to yeah to include in your player pool. You should include sixty one hundred dollar Wyndham Clark, who we've known, who's ridden the putter in his career and he's ridden the driver. He's good. And you've, I've ridden him because he's won me a GPP as the contrarian pivot. But at the same time, Wyndham Clark finished last in putting in the field last week. Last of the people who made the cut. So wow. that's fucked up for someone in February was on PGA tours, Twitter talking or like, they're like highlighting how good he is from 10 feet. So that doesn't make any sense. He was bad last week with the putter. So bounce back. Wyndham Clark, he is almost the min price 6,100. There's names you can click. So maybe you do go Bryson and then you get Vegas, Vegas, you get Wyndham Clark, Clark. You can go, Will, are you going to go Will Gordon again? No. Oh. He's not that good actually. <laughs> What I'm going to do, though, Eric, is I'm going to maybe go all in on a guy, dude. I might actually go all in on a guy each week. I think this is going to be fun. But it can't be like last week where it's the 9,600 guy or somebody in the 900, 9,000s or above because that will really ruin you, and that will eliminate your chances as a 5 of 6 guy to even cash, if that makes sense. Because what happened is you're all in, in, all in on all in last week at 10-3 or whatever. <laughs> That ruins your potential if he misses the cut, even if he's bad. Versus if it's like all in on a Doc Redman at 7,900, you're not wasting a ton of salary on those lineups that if he misses the cut, you're fucked. Like you might not actually get totally fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. So, I like that idea of like, then if you go all in or maybe even you go like super heavy on a couple names, then you can make your player pool wider. And have like some tertiary random plays that just kind of like tail. So you go the four main guys, a guy you really like, and then the rando. And then you do that again, like, and you just kind of tear it off. Wow. Well, and, and last week was a fucked up week because all the top price guys did not do quite what they we were expecting, but. But I agree with you completely. Like, I think just always, if you want to decide to go all in on somebody, pick somebody in the like the low 8K range. And who is That's- it this week? $8,100. Yo, Keen Neiman, dude. Likes the bent grass, likes it when it's windy, young and energetic, playing pretty well coming in, I guess. Maybe rusted yeah. too. So eighty one hundred. I'm thinking that, or even Doc at seventy nine. That could be cute and fun. Mm-hmm. I like these young guys that are in good form. I like for my values. Eric is also nine K range. Morikawa, Wolf, Scheffler, M. I know. I'm sorry, but <laughs> do those names again and again and again and again and again. Well, I think that uh, Stuart Sink keeps it going at seventy. Uh, 200 bucks. I think that's a tremendous value oh for a guy. Okay. Hey, the guy just won and then he backs it up with a 12. The last time we saw like some of these. The candlelight in my hand and then it burns down. Dude, they're in Earth. Vegas. People! No, the, the funny thing is that we didn't even talk about the Vegas narratives, but they're really not the same this year in COVID world because who wants to no. go out in Vegas? Are you going to go out in Vegas? Would you ever go to a restaurant even? In your own hometown? Why would you go out in Vegas? Oh my yeah, God. Touching those machines? Playing with humans? Breathing everything? Fuck right. No. I'm not even afraid of COVID and I wouldn't go to Vegas. 
I don't think these guys are going out the way that we were concerned about some of them partying too hard last year. Like last so, year. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So should we tell everybody to like and subscribe because we do this free, do this for fun? Yes, like. Okay. Come on, guys, really. If you type words and hit send and be like, good pod, guys. ASDF, 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 send. That helps YouTube find us and tell us, tell other people like, oh, man, somebody commented yeah. on this post. Maybe they'll comment if I show it to this. So just help us by commenting. Whatever. ASDF. JKL or I hate you or uh, thumbs down this thing. Prove you were here. Show us you were here. Be great. See you later, everybody. Before we get out of here, though, I wanted to show you this, haters. This is called a Certificate of Authenticity, and it's for the Patrick and Justine Reed photo. And if you think Justine Reed didn't sign that and I signed that, you are wrong. I did not. It is not forged. It is not fake. It is real. It is spectacular. <laughs>